When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Have a get a run on Norwood Oval. Have you ever played on Norwood Oval? Have many of your teammates been to Norwood Oval? Um, no, I've never. I've definitely never been there. But um, James Ace, that was his uh, sample club when he was uh, sort of growing up. So uh, I think he's a bit of a king back there. So <laughs> yeah, awesome. <laughs> It was Lockie Schultz on Scotty and Goss for breakfast. And, of course, he's talking about the parade. Uh, my next guest, Paul Hazelby. Have you ever played at the parade? Never. Good it's ground? Great ground. Small, though, isn't it? It's small, it's pokey, but it's got real state league character. You know what I mean? Like Fremantle mm. Oval has in in Perth, and probably even more so than Freo. It's got this... I don't know whether it's still there, this old gnarly grandstand along one wing that sits right over the, the playing surface. There's a there's a character grandstand behind the goals there. Yeah. I would have loved to have played at Norwood if I was any good in the sand, <laughs> in, the, in, the sand full in front of 14,000-odd people, I reckon, back in the 1980s. But uh, anyway, Hayes, what is going on? It's hard to put a finger on, isn't it, at the moment? Like, there's so many different things. I'll go back to maybe the fitness. I'm going to start there because contested possession and clearance and the way that the Adelaide Crows just spread away from them. I hadn't seen Fremantle get exposed like that for a long time. They didn't lay a finger on them with some of their tackling pressure. And you go back to COVID, that all of the players were stuck here, that this young brigade, they did a lot of training, they got super fit. I just wonder whether they are at the same level as we saw last year, where perhaps the rest of the competition last year may have been further behind because of the circumstances around COVID. Fremantle got a jump on the competition. They did well, and the rest is history. They had a pretty good season, won 15 games. It's not there this year. They're not covering the ground as well. The contested possession is becoming a real issue. So when you're not winning the ball, you're exposed. But then when they're getting the ball, their game plan, I think, has been trained for too long over that preseason where they got it wrong compared to the rest of the competition. And sometimes you can get it wrong over the preseason. And I reckon you go back to last year and Port Adelaide got it wrong early and it took them a long period of time to readjust. Now, with Longmuir, he's pretty stubborn, I guess, in the way that he likes to do things with his own game plan. I haven't seen too much change over the first four rounds. And I think last week we probably got a false picture against the West Coast Eagles where they might have thought, okay, we're okay, we'll get the clearances right. But it's a combination of clearance, contested possession, and then moving the ball quicker to give that forward line a chance. Because it's an average forward line, let's be honest. In the competition, in terms of big names, it's an average forward line. And they lost one of their best forwards last year in Rory Lobb, who went to the West Bulldogs. So you've got to fix a few things and then you've got some players in between that that are struggling that are then making you make some changes, put different players out of the team, different players in different positions, and it's just not working. So it's interesting. You talk about the quality of their forward line. Rory Lobb was clearly their primary target and he goes to the Western Bulldogs and he's their third target. That probably sums up the quality Mm. or the lack of in, in Fremantle's forward line. Now we know Amos, we think Amos will be a good player. But he's 19 years old, isn't he? It's it's asking a lot. And Amos, to me, is giving a pretty good contest one-on-one, but he's not going to mark many. 
one-on-one this year. I, don't, I wouldn't have thought. No, he needs space, and they all need space. And against the West Coast Eagles, they got a bit of that. Now, that was probably more about the West Coast Eagles, but it comes down to the way that you move your ball inside the forward 50. In terms of inside 50s, I think they're number four in the competition. They're getting chances, but if it's slow, if it's chip-chip, if it goes sideways with your first thought, then by the time you actually enter the inside 50, you've actually got numbers in front of you. And they're not good enough, to be fair, to able to beat, you know, seven, eight, nine defenders, midfielders pushing in to try and have an impact against them. You look through the goal-kicking list. They've got players, small forwards, leading their goal-kicking once again at six and sevens. Like, even those guys need more chance to actually do their craft on the back of quicker ball movement. So it's twofold. Win the ball from stoppage, get in quick without a chance of the opposition getting back, or win the ball back at half-back and go quicker. Punish those turnovers to give them some one-on-ones, and then we'll see the best of some of those forwards. So early in the season... They weren't scoring, but they weren't getting scored against. They got scored against on the weekend. What happened there? It's a pretty good forward line. And you go back and look at the Adelaide Crows and, and, the, and the Fremantle Dockers for that matter, and you look at their last five years of drafting. And I had Adelaide probably two years behind Fremantle. They're now in front of Fremantle in terms of the premiership window. And it's because of their strike power. Like, they took Darcy Fogarty with an early pick, and Fremantle had the chance to get him. Now he's taken a long time to come to fruition. Riley Thilthorpe, a key forward. Number two pick he was. We went for midfielders, solid midfielders. Chera, Brayshaw, Sarong, Young, Amos, Erasmus. In terms of those sort of players, they're not forwards with a bit of pizzazz. And you look at the Adelaide Crows, Josh Rochelle, another one, and then they bring in Rankin. Like, they've built their game plan around their forwards, and I think... In this day and age, that's the way to do it because we know scoring's at a premium, ball movement, faster ball movement's at a premium right now that they are playing a good style and and that's potentially why we got opened up. But the other reason is that the midfield, they were horrible on the weekend. They, They were soft, they were slow, they didn't want to chase out. That's one game. That hasn't been a trait, really, of Fremantle, except they are getting exposed on contested possession. But you'd have to say it's a workman-like midfield that normally show up every single week. So, not to give them out, but... Six-day break after derby plus travel. Does that happen? You come up flat? Not when you're playing a team that's coming off a showdown. Yeah. Off six days, I think. It, well, they might have been seven. less. They were seven. They were seven. Yeah, they were day, um, day long. No, nah, I'm not giving a cop out. Not in this day and age with all the reduced fixtures that we've seen. And not when your season's on the line. Like, yeah. one thing that concerns me about Fremantle is the lack of response. Where's the response game? So you put up with it for one game. And maybe after the first one you go, okay, bang, we're going to get our contested possession right. We're going to get a rocket from the coach. We're going to improve all of that. It didn't happen in round two. Then you get to round three and you're left wondering, was it a response game or was this just based on West Coast falling away because of the injuries? And then you get to round four. It's dire straits right now. And you don't get that sort of response from your midfield group and your whole group with the pressure that was applied. Then you start to think, well, can it come? Is it going to come? They play Gold Coast. If it doesn't come this week, then unfortunately it's season over for Fremantle. But Gold Coast is almost like that's just – it's a box they have to tick that we're not sure they will tick now, isn't it? Like if you beat Gold Coast at Mm. the parade on Friday, no one's going to say, oh, they're back, are they? 
Not until you beat the Western Bulldogs the week after at home. Yeah. And that's the challenge. And they, they can still get their season back on track. But a lot sometimes comes down to who you play. And they've still got a tough draw with some good teams to come. We expected them to be in a good position. It hasn't happened, but it's more about the way they're playing and whether they can make that change on the run. Like some teams have been practising this since they got back in December. Fremantle need to now make an adjustment to their game plan, start practising it right now. Can you make that bigger shift in this day and age in footy on the back of one or two or three weeks of training? See, I wonder whether they've tried to do it and their ball security is poor because they're they're not practiced at it. The number of mm. errant handballs that hit the ground, um, you know, trying to make quick decisions, trying to get the ball moving and not taking care of the ball, that's a big problem for them as well, isn't it? And that's not helping their back line because those turnovers kill you. 100%. Like, their ball movement that they love, I think, is more conducive for chipping the ball around, going quick at the same time and trying to kick your way through the opposition defence. But there's been times in recent weeks where they actually get what they want. They turn over halfback, they handball quickly through the corridor, which is what you want. Yep. That's where you want to be kicking the ball from, the front of the 50-metre arc. And on the weekend, I think it was Andrew Brayshaw, they just don't have cohesion when they do that because you feel they haven't practised that way yep. over the preseason. And can you click your fingers and get that? No, you can't. It takes a lot of coaching to get that right over a number of weeks and, and being proactive with it. Like you look at West Coast right now, they're still trying to do it. They're coming undone because the skill level's not there and I guess the execution's not there because they haven't trained it for a long period of time so there will be mistakes and then it comes back to Longmuir on how strong he is on that game plan or does he reverse back to what he knows and loves like he's been a defensive coach Longmuir since he got to Collingwood essentially where he made change to their defence it worked for them in 2018 it worked for Fremantle up until this year but I think the competition's telling us you need to add other strings to your bow so Strong defensive coaches are still coaching well, though. Ross Lyon is still coaching well at St Kilda. And I know that everyone say, well, you know, yeah, they're scoring. But Ross scores off pressure and off mm. field position, doesn't he? Um, so this can work. But there's got to be – you can't be missing the tackles that Fremantle are missing, I don't think, and compete well in the midfield. I'd, I, I'm losing count early in games of the number of missed tackles and players reaching for tackles rather than committing to a tackle. Yep. What, what what do you put that down to? Well, you can only put it down to fitness, really, or the want to do it or the wrong combination of players. And we've seen Will Brody go out of the team and the selection's been interesting for Justin Longmuir this year in the coaching group that he has two, I wouldn't say fully down games, but they make that call. You've got Jager O'Meara that's come in that's going no better yeah. No better than what Will Brody was doing. But Brody, who was a big part of their plan last year, goes out of the team. He'll come back in this week. But what do you do now with uh, Jager O'Meara? You've got Ethan Hughes on the outside. There's not a lot of speed there, is there? You've got James Aish on the inside. You've got Brayshaw. Bring speed and effort. You can't question his effort and cha- tackling pressure. Which means you take Switkowski. There's a lot of reposition players here, mm. isn't there? Like, Hughes is a depth defender isn't he really? Yep. Has, has been for most of his career. Switkowski's a pressure forward. Now one of them's an outside mid, one of them's an inside mid. You know, Fife's a midfielder, they want to play as a forward. Jackson's a ruckman, but first bounce of the derby, he was in there at ground level. There's a lot of blokes playing the roles they weren't necessarily designed to play. Which is very different for Justin Longmuir because Justin's a back seven guy. 
He's a front seven guy that he doesn't play midfielders in the front half or didn't last year, and he's the same guys in the centre bounce. Like in round one, I think they only had Sarong, Brayshaw, Brody, Jackson, Darcy and O'Meara go through that centre bounce. Now mm. that's six players. You look at some of the other teams in the competition right now, there's 10 and 11 rolling through there. So that's what he wanted. And then you get to round four. It's very, very different. So he's going away from his style, and that needs to be commended because you do have to keep an eye on what the competition is doing. But it's not easy for a coach to change his philosophy and have success straight away. Not to pick on one player, but Liam Henry, 24 disposals in the last two weeks, 13 of them turnovers. What do you do with him? Time's up. And that adds to it because he's that other one that pushes up. And I'm not sure what Liam Henry is. That's the problem with him. Is he that outside player that you want to give the ball to that's going to get it into your forward line quickly with skill? Because I haven't seen that because the turnovers that you talk about right there illustrate that his decision-making and his skill level is not up to it. Now, then you are going, okay, can he win the ball on the inside? Well, he's probably not that good at that part of the game. Mm. Is he a really good defensive player? No, well, he's not. Can he kick goals? No, he can't kick goals. So he doesn't bring any of that. You've got to bring the outside stuff, and that's a real concern. And if I'm long, we're all making that switch straight away. Send him back to Waffle and let him improve his game and his kicking and his decision-making. And when that's up to scratch, then you'd look to bring him back in the side. So Tabiner flies home, bad back. Is that... Uh, crisis or opportunity? Opportunity. Massive opportunity. I think Longmuir kept playing Tabernard, and whilst he hasn't been the worst, he's not kicking the goals. And there's been some improvement in him. Now he's forced to do something different. And I think he'll probably go smaller. I reckon he is that coach that loves the forward pressure. Okay, let's get the ball in there quickly. If we don't mark it, let's have a number of players, four or five smaller pressure players that can hold it in there. And Sam Sturt has to be that guy because from what I saw pre-season, he actually made the adjustments because he wasn't a player that defended. But his work rate off the ball to actually tackle and apply pressure through those two games that I saw was first rate. So he comes in there. They go with the structure they had last year, which was basically Amos and Lobb, but you replace Lobb with Jackson and you work through that. I'd still love Brennan Cox Ford. There is an opportunity this week, but again, I don't think Longview is going to go that way. What's your mail on Nathan Fife? Does he get up for this week? I don't think he does. Right. Yeah. If he didn't travel with those guys, main training session today, then I think uh, he won't be playing. So he wasn't in Adelaide at the um, weekend. I'm not sure. I, I thought he might have been. I thought he okay. might. Have, I thought he might have gone originally. So he might already be over there. Um, Corey Wagner was the third player that got on the plane. Um, is he any chance to come in? He is, absolutely. He was in their preferred team at the start of the season, had a really good preseason. Then he copped that hamstring injury probably two weeks prior to those first practice games. So experienced player. You look at Wilson, you look at also um, Walker. Walker, those two. How well are they going? Walker came back in, gave them a different look, but was vulnerable at times. And Wilson... For the age of what he is, 31 now, been around for a long time, are you getting enough from Nathan Wilson? And that's going to be the question mark at selection that they'll throw up and, and maybe you bring in a Wagner that can just give you something different because if you keep going back to the same players, unfortunately you'll get the same result. Yeah, Nathan Wilson's an interesting one. And it's a credit to him that he's fought back mm. and got his way back into the team. But he's kind of like a, a guy who should be a slicer and dicer, but he ends up being a bomber. Doesn't yep. he? He sort of he, he, when in doubt, he goes long and high out of defence rather than trying to find the short one that might poke a hole in the opposition's 
defensive And that is the kick that has so much premium placed on it right now. You talk about Nick Dacos, that he gets the ball, he's running and he's looking at options all the time. With Frio, they do have a number of players that I think run and perhaps look longer from the back half. And that's not completely their fault. I think that's the way they're programmed to play that way, but they need to make that adjustment to find that kick that breaks up the field of play in the corridor. Are you worried about Alex Pierce's form and his leadership? Not yet. But I did say at the time, I thought co-captaincy was the way to go. Right. Because Brayshaw's not playing the same. He's not up to the same standard, albeit he's trying pretty hard. He's chasing and tackling has been pretty good. But I just feel you need to, because Alex Pierce has never been the best player for Fremantle. But whether it is due to the leadership, I think that's a big uh, bow to draw. But I think he just needs to get his confidence back and... Just work on beating your man. That's where you need to start because he was well beaten against uh, Taylor Walker. If you rated the teams in the AFL 1-18 to 18 right now, where would Freo be? What bracket? 17. 17. On what we've seen in the cross the first four rounds? 17. Oh, yeah, I think only Hawthorne and Gold Coast. So 16 going worse. And we might be rating that, re-ranking that after the weekend. That's not great, eh? That's worse news than I was anticipating. Do you see any light? At I'm the only end? judging on the first four weeks. Yeah, yeah. Can they get that right? Absolutely they can. But they need to find some more targets and some better ball movement and get that hunt and want back at the footy. Is there any one Fremantle player you would give a tip to at this stage of the season? Caleb Sarong. Yeah, I'm with you there. Been terrific. Yeah. Yep. And look, there was an argument for him as the leader, and he's the one that's come through the strongest so far. He's just willing himself on the contest. He's getting plenty of ball. He's starting to use it pretty well as well. So he's playing well. Outside of that, Hayden Young, down. Brennan Cox, bit down. down. Jack yep. Darling got hold of him early in that game, which took away yep. his offensive ability. And then, you know, he hasn't been going for his marks like you'd hope for from a guy that was trending towards that sort of all-Australian group. Couple of a uh, couple of funny ones here, actually. Um, uh, one of our listeners, Roy, wants to know how would Tim English be a good fit for the Eagles, Hayes? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It depends on the price that you're going to have to give up to get Tim English. And what we do know is when you do leave a team and you're a pretty highly rated player, a West Aussie. You do have to pay a premium for it. I just think with Ruckman, you can look around the competition. You can find the right ones at a cheaper value, give them opportunity, and I reckon you can fill the void because he's not a big hit-out guy, and possession-wise, he's around 17 or 18. Can you get that from somebody else? I think you can. So I wouldn't be making a play if I'm West Coast for Tim English. Someone taking the mickey. Hi, Hayes. Are you sure the Dockers haven't been trying out the stealth jumper already as I couldn't see them anywhere on Saturday? <laughs> that, was, that was from Cole from Freo. And that's what it was like. Like on the TV watching it, when you saw the spread from the, the midfield stoppages, there was just no Freo players there, although yeah. two or three metres behind. Now, that's not in their DNA. I think their work rate traditionally has been pretty good, but you've got to start to question it now after four rounds. Paul Hayes will be Fremantle legend. Of course, Hayes is also one half of the run home with Hayes and Mardo. They'll be back from 3 p.m. today. Hayes, thanks for joining us on the show. We pray for better things come Friday at the parade. Let's hope we're in here next week after a win against the Gold Coast. If we're not, I may not come in, Duff. Smiles on both sides of the table. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Hayes. Paul Hayes will be, uh, if you want to have your say on anything Hayes has had to say, 
The temperate bedshed text line, don't forget to use it, 0487 736 736, or give us a call on the open line, 13 12 55. This is Mornings with Mark Duffield on SENWA.